Happy Friday, everybody. A little later than usual, but I'm here to talk to you about episode six of season three, Guy Walks Into an Advertising Agency. The double meaning of this title, my friends, it's pretty easy. The guy's name is Guy, and he walks into an advertising agency. He didn't walk out, but we'll get there. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite Mad Men podcast. I'm talking about Made Man, where every Friday I talk about an episode of Mad Men as I make my way from season one. All the way to whatever the hell the end of the seasons are. I don't even know off the top of my head. But right now we're in the middle of season three. Can you believe it? Neither can I. Let's start this episode. Yeah, I already forgot. I already forgot. I mean, I'm literally looking at my computer. I'm seeing the the credits roll. And I already forget how this episode started. I mean, is that crazy? Wasn't it like with Sally and... Her dad? Yeah, that had to be it. Um, I mean, I'm just going to talk about what happened, whether I get it right or wrong, you know? I mean, you know at this point. You're still listening. It's crazy. Um, but I appreciate it. You know, we could talk about Sally and get this whole thing out of the way. Sally is a little girl who is a little freaked out by having a little brother. It's not that the uh, that she's jealous, at first, you thought she was jealous and that she she was, uh, you know, wanted the attention on her. Because that happens sometimes with older siblings. But she wasn't that way with Bobby. And Bobby was cool. He was like, hey, baby. He he, he pet the baby. He came in to see the baby. And then he ran off to play. Um, but Sally didn't want to get near the baby. And Betty thought, oh, you know, the ba- she's jealous of the baby. So she goes and gets uh, Sally a Barbie doll. And Sally doesn't want to sleep. Sally wants to sleep with her lights on. So Don's like, we got to get her a nightlight. And it turns out you know, she didn't really want the Barbie doll. She liked the nightlight, but she didn't really want the Barbie doll because uh, Don came home one night and the Barbie doll was sitting outside, probably got thrown out the window. Don brought the Barbie doll back in the house. And I had a feeling something was going to happen from that. And of course it does. Sally freaks the hell out, screaming, screaming, screaming. And why? Well, it turns out it all has to do with the name of the baby, Baby Jean. The same name as her grandfather that died. She says he's got the same name. He lives in, he lives in the same room and even looks like him. So she thinks that Baby Jean is the ghost of the grandfather coming back to haunt them, I guess. I don't know. So Sally... You know, Don almost used that as an excuse because he hates the name. Sally goes, uh, Betty's like, that's my father's name. And that is, um, that's what he's being named. And that's how people do things. He's like, I hated your dad and he hated me. But he didn't put up enough of a fight. He's like, I guess that's the baby's name, Baby Gene. He finally, he goes in to Gene's bedroom. He um, picks up the baby, you know, brings Sally over and says, look, he's just a baby. We don't know what he's gonna, who he's gonna be. We don't know how he's gonna turn out, and that's that's a pretty beautiful thing, meaning that you know we just have to love this baby, and there's nothing, there's there's nothing bad about the baby. The baby is not a bad person or anything yet, not not yet, but he's he's nothing. He he is about to become something though. 
And that's how the episode ended. Thank you for everybody for listening. That's that's the family stuff. Let me get the family stuff out of the way because it was little, it was sweet, um, but it wasn't. Uh, there wasn't a lot to it. That was it. Boom, bang, bing, bang, boom, out of the picture. Let's go to work, and that's where everything happened. That's where just I mean there was lots of stuff happening at work, and it all has to do with the fact that the British were coming. Yes, the, I, I, I want to say, price something low. Of course, I forget. I mean, I just watched this show. I've watched every episode. I watch it every week, like a television show. Like, it was on every week. I, have, I really haven't watched two episodes in a week. I think I did that one time at the beginning. But I really just watch one episode a week, and I talk about it. So, me getting all these names wrong, you know, I'm, it's terrible. It's, there's no excuse. But the British company, who I definitely have gotten right before, they're sending some the, some folks over from corporate to check out everything that's going on. There's a memo sent out. Everyone's going to be at a meeting. And the reason why the British are coming, well, they want everyone to meet a guy who is seems to be this young, young hip accounts man. Bert Cooper is telling Don, you know, maybe this is a way of them saying how much of a uh, young, wonderful person you are. And this is, that's my that's my attempt at Bert Cooper. I can't really do a Bert Cooper, but he kind of talks like this, and like an old man. And he was kind of getting Don's hope up. Like, you, you, would you like to live in London and New York? Maybe they see you as kind of the guy, as the big liaison. Um, that's his thinking. Uh, but at the same time, before the British are coming, because they were coming the next day, he says to uh, Roger and uh, Don, he's like, look, you two need to bury the hatchet. You need to figure this out. You need to stop fighting and you need to get on the same page. Everyone wants uh, everyone wants Martin and Lewis, you know, the, the duo. And, you know, they really haven't addressed, like, a fight between the two or a rift between the two, but... It's pretty much kind of been there. And I think it, ha it had a lot to do with Roger leaving his wife, Roger getting a new wife, having that whole, the party, and, you know, having to deal with the new wife. And, you know, the party where Roger wore blackface. Oh, wonderful. Um, and I I don't think Don loved it. At the same time, Don's back with his family. He's gone, he, he's done his own fair you know, share of being a, a, a shitty husband. But I guess that's where it stems from. Also, the fact maybe Don doesn't love that they sold the company, but Roger's like, look, I got you half a million dollars. You know, what do you, I want some gratitude. And he goes, I don't like being judged. Oh, excuse me, I'm so tired. I don't like being judged. I think it's him talking about his new wife. And Roger's like, we don't have to do this. Everything's fine. And he did say thank you. He got a really nice shave. Betty noticed it later because he, Betty, he actually brought up to Betty at, back at the house, have you ever thought about living in London? And she was all excited, and he just gave a big smiley grin. Um, but the next day, the uh, corporate people from, uh, my God, I can't believe I forget their name. I want to say Price something low. I'm so bad. I'm so, so bad. But they come into town, and uh, one of them I recognize from other meetings. Oh, and Roger was like, you know, they really like the way you act around around Duck. 
So, I mean, not Roger. Bert said that. We really, we, Don, we really like the way you acted around Duck. Uh, so this could be their way of, you know, they, they like the way you carry yourself. They, they see you as a special guy. And then uh, they meet everybody and bring everyone into the conference room to talk about the changes they're making. Well, first, they, there's that British guy who's kind of been around on, you know, in the Sterling Cooper offices, uh, Lane. And they bring Lane and they said, we want to thank you, Lane, for all the work you've done. Um, and we got you a little special gift for your next challenge. And it was a cobra in a basket as a way for them to say, you're going to India and you're going to do the same thing there. And he's like, oh, all right. Uh, he did not like that. He, his wife is settling in. His kids, uh, kid got into a school and all of a sudden he needs to start over. And they're like, it's not starting over. It's moving up. Uh, so they just see him as kind of the man that they bring in from one place to the next place that they need to buy out. Um, so they bring everyone into the conference room and they, sh they talk about how some changes, how Lane's going off to India and here are the new changes. And they put in, they put over the overhead projector, uh, a, a chart of the new Sterling Cooper at the top. It's this, uh, you know, the, the British company, which I can't remember. Then it's a Sterling Cooper. And then right below that, the new, the new guy, Guy. Yes, this new young hotshot guy who seemed like a nice guy, named Guy, seemed like a nice man. He would be basically taking over, and the chart also showed to the left Don Draper. So Don looks over and he's like, oh, I have my exact same job, my exact same thing. Talks about the accounts with uh, Ken and Pete. And then talks about uh, the, the new head of technology, the new head of uh, television, how they're going to be upping television with Harry. Uh, Bert Cooper's over here in kind of his emeritus, you know, honorable role. And Roger isn't even on the friggin' chart. And they're like, oh, that's an oversight. They, they take with a magic marker and they write you know, Sterling under Bert Cooper. And the meeting ends. And all the guys are like, what the hell just happened? And they're like, uh, basically, Harry, you're the only one who got a, there's reorganization. You're the only one that got a promotion. And Harry's like, really? I did? And Roger's like, yeah, you did. Now, the day before this, um, this get together or the day before the, the British were coming in, um, Ken drives in on a John Deere lawnmower, drives a lawnmower into the office. Now, my first thought was, that's not a great idea. Drives him into the office, and he's basically like, I got the John Deere account. He's all excited about having the John Deere account. That's why I brought it in there. Like, you need to clean this up because the, the Brits are coming tomorrow. So, you know, the British are there. They do their thing. They come in. As I said, they have the meeting. They talk about the reorganization. But at the same time, the big announcement is that Joan is leaving. Mrs. Harris is moving on. Her husband's getting a promotion, and she's leaving her job. And the girls all want to throw a party for her. They want to get her a cake. Uh, she's trying to. She's starting to finish up. And one of the British guys is still, you know, she's, he's still using her as a resource. And then, of course, he says some real jerky thing about, like, uh, you're for your surprise party tomorrow. Uh, and they're like, why would you say that? And he was like, well, she knows everything. She probably knew this was coming too. 
and then she said to him, I'll help you, but in the I'm going home to my husband. In the middle of the night, if you need something, don't call me. So she was really short to this guy. He's the Lane's kind of second banana. He's the younger British guy. I don't know his name. He's just kind of smarmy. Uh, but the thing is, with Joan, the reason she was leaving her job, her husband was supposed to get a promotion. Uh, I think he was supposed to be made resident. I don't know, something like that. Um, but, well, not made resident, I don't know. But whatever it was he was supposed to get, he didn't get. She went home to cook her husband a celebratory dinner. And the next thing we do is we see her um, sleeping on the couch and her husband stumbles in drunk. And she basically, she's, she isn't overly mean to him. Now, maybe it's because, you know, he's a uh, asshole rapist. I don't know. And she's afraid. But she's kind of, you know, understanding and sweet to him. And he tells what happened, that he got passed over promotion, that a doctor, the other doctor told him he doesn't have heart in his hands. Uh, basically, it doesn't look like he'll ever work as a surgeon in New York. He's like, I could go to Alabama maybe and be a surgeon, but um, I'm still another year of my residency, so you're still going to have to get a job. You're going to have to keep your job. She's like, that ship has sailed. He's like, well, then you're going to have to find another job. I keep yawning. Um, but, you know, come on. She's on the show. She's going to get her job back. It's just somehow. Now, she's probably going to get her job back because she's a hero. How is she a hero? Well, do you remember that John Deere lawnmower I was talking about? Well, the next day, even though Joan realizes she needs a job back, um, they came out to t the British guy, Guy, came out to toast everybody and then made a special announcement about Joan and her last day. And he goes, even though I've only met you for a few hours, the people who have had you here for years, they will really appreciate you. They will really miss you. And she starts crying. And they bring out a cake, and he's like, you know, work, he said basically that work is, you know, I forget what he said, something about like, this is work for another day, right now, enjoy the alcohol, and enjoy the, the drinks, you know, that's the same thing as alcohol, the food and the alcohol. Uh, so they're drinking champagne, and um, uh, what's her name, um, Peggy, you know, is drinking champagne with Don. And Don's like, uh, she's like, this is good champagne. He's like, I don't think it is. I think he's pissed because he was passed over for something greater. He, he basically, all this reorganization, and he's just doing the same thing. Roger's not, his name's not around on the friggin' uh, board. Now, he went in to talk to, Bo to, to Bert. Bert's eating his chocolate pudding, and he's like, my name's not even on there. He's like, well, you know, it's an oversight. It's the price we, we have to pay. That young guy seems like he really knows what he's doing. Um, and Bert's like, we took their money. We have to do what they say. That's the, that's the gist. You know, they made a lot of money from this, giving up their company. He's like, my name's on the building. And it's not, it wasn't even on the chart. Um, but Roger's like, uh, he almost was like, you know, I don't know what the job is. It's to make people believe things. Or, um, and basically it was, you know, it, this guy's job was to listen. I don't know what they said, but they were complimenting the guy. And at the same time, they were like, our hands, this is what we did. We brought this on ourselves. So what are we going to do? Um, so the party's going on and Don gets a phone call and he gets a phone call from Conrad Hilton's office. Yes, you may know Paris Hilton. This is probably her grandfather or great grandfather. Um, Conrad Hilton, the big, the, the 
I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe he was the start of the Hilton Empire. Maybe his father was. I don't know. But this is the guy in charge of the Hilton Empire. Um, and wants to meet Don Draper. Don's like, what's this for? I don't know. I keep yawning. Um, but the party's going on. He's like, all right, I'll come over right now. He leaves. Now at the party, people are drinking champagne. People are having having fun. And there's that young copywriter. You know, he's the short guy who's with the French guy all the time. And they were having some small talk. And then he's like, I don't know. I got to go to the bathroom. So he goes off to the bathroom. A few minutes later, vroom, vroom, you hear him take that John Deere out for a spin. And he's got one of the secretaries riding on his back. And the guys are laughing. And Ken's like, you need to put that away. You need to be careful with that. That's a, you know, and like, ah, it's fine. It's no big deal. They put the secretary on the machine. And right then and there, I'm thinking, something's happening here. This is not, you know, a lot of the time this, this show is character-driven where giant moments don't happen. Yeah, Don got in a car accident once, or these things do happen, but not a lot. A lot of the time, it's character, something, you know, very, something happens dialogue-wise, and you deal with the consequences. But when she's riding that lawnmower, I thought, there's something, you know, very big is going to happen. It just, they keep showing her, and they, they, they keep cutting back and forth between her and Peggy and Joan, and kind of having a heart-to-heart. Peggy saying she wants to get Joan something nice. She appreciated her. She listened to what she had to say. Um, and she's really happy for Joan to getting everything that she wants. And then that secretary swerves the... the and I'm thinking she's going to get Joan. Nope. She drives the friggin' lawnmower over the new British guy's foot. It was grotesque. So you just see the turn. You hear the tear. You look at Harry, Ken, and Pete. I think I don't know if I don't know if Kinsey was there. And all of a sudden, just you hear a scream and just blood spray all over them. I mean, it was like gross. And this guy hits the ground. He's like, ah, he's screaming. And you look down, and his foot, his shoe is still on, but his foot is like a mangled mess under there. And Joan just jumps to it. She's like, get me this, get a tourniquet, get this, grab that, call, you know, call an ambulance. I don't think they said call 911. I don't think that's a thing then. Call an ambulance, um, wrap the foot up, and he's screaming and freaking out, and the the secretary drives the lawnmower right into the, uh, right through like a door to, knocks the door over. Um, they're like, get her out of here. I don't know if she's done, I don't know what it is, but he gets taken off to the hospital. All the guys are staying, excuse me, I keep yawning. All the guys stay behind. They're in Pete's office, I think. And they've got blood on, they've got like their shirts taken off their t-shirt or their bloods are on their shirt. And the young, the little guy's like, you know, can't believe that happened. How did you, why did you let her drive it? Um, and Ken's like, it's safe. It's a safe machine if you know how to drive it properly. In the meantime, uh, Roger Sterling comes in and she's like, it looks like, uh, did you say Iwo Jima out there or something? He said some kind of thing where just the blood is everywhere and um, they're saying how he might lose his foot. And, it, and and then while they're talking, a guy with a squeegee on the wall behind them, through the wall, is cleaning the blood off the wall. And Harry almost uh, almost passes out. And he's like, oh, sit. Roger calls him and says, sit down, Mary. And um, he he made some joke. I forget what it was. But he was like, I tell you something, you know, somewhere 
uh, some other advertising agency, this has happened before. He kind of blew it off like it was no big thing. I don't think he cared all that much. Um, I don't think he liked the fact that he was left off the chart, so this didn't really bother him all that much. Um, now, Don went over to uh, the Waldorf Astoria, I believe is what the, the hotel was at, to meet Conrad Hilton, and it turns out he met him before. A couple weeks ago, they were at the uh, that that party for Roger. A couple weeks ago on my on the show, but a few episodes back when they went my own Kentucky home, they went to the party where Roger wore the blackface. Don went in and met some older guy who was there for a wedding and fixed him a drink, and they talked a little bit. Um, and it turns out that is Conrad Hilton, and. Somehow he he knew he worked at Sterling Cooper. He knew he was a, a handsome fella. He, he tracked him down eventually, and you know because he wanted to finally meet him and ask him for his opinion on some advertising. Don's like, "Do you do your work for free?" He's like, "Well, I'm asking you for a freebie here." Don gives him a little free advice, and then because they they had like uh, Hilton advertising, it looked like Jerry the Jerry Mouse from Tom and Jerry. Uh, and he's like, yeah, people don't want, to, don't want to think of mice in hotels, which was so, like, common sense. Um, and he, he's like, well, what do you want, Don? He goes, I'd, I'd love your business. And the guy's like, you could have asked for so much more. I don't know if that meant, you know, you could have asked for a job or what. But Don's like, you know, you. he said some kind of, like, metaphor of the, the snake that is so hungry that it eats so much so quickly it chokes you know one thing at a time and i thought that was kind of funny that that talking about a snake at the same time that's the the gift they gave that british guy lane to tell him he's going to india a snake and maybe this guy guy was the snake coming in to take away uh lane's job coming in to basically write off roger sterling keep don exactly where he is he bit off more than he could chew he uh, he ended up choking. Now, I mean, honestly, the accident was he got his foot run over. But as it turns out, this guy got his foot run over, and Don Guest had to leave for an emergency. Goes to the hospital, meets Joan there, meets the British guys there. The British guys are like, "Look, Lane's got to stay on. He can't he can't do this job." And they're like, "Don's like he can't. He's like he's got one foot. How could he work?" Doctor says he may never golf again. Um, I don't know what that means for this guy. I don't know if that means we're never going to see this guy again. But as it turns out, if he was the snake coming in and he ended up biting off more than he could chew, even though it was a lawnmower that, that did him in, he's out of there. Oh, my God, did I just find a metaphor? Cool. Guy walks into an advertising agency, like I said, but he doesn't walk out. He got taken out on a stretcher. Now he's gone. Lane keeps his job. And business as usual continues at Sterling Cooper. Does that mean that Joan is going to get her job back? I have a feeling somehow that'll work out. Maybe she'll work for Peggy. That doesn't seem right. She's too good. Um, but where does that leave us? It leaves the guy Lane staying with us. I'm glad he didn't have to leave because he's kind of growing on me. And it leaves Roger angry, but not angry at Don. They seem to be doing better. Uh, Bert has just kind of put his hands up and is like, this is what happens. We take money. Harry somehow got a promotion. Pete and uh, Ken keep their jobs. Pete, Ken got a great account with John Deere, but it just so happened that you can't really take their stuff and drive it around the office. Something really bad could happen, like you run over a guy's foot and ruin his life. 
Uh, and Joan's husband, who is a rapist asshole, um, it almost made you it almost made you feel bad for him, but really you just feel bad for Joan. Uh, and Joan's going to probably have to get her job back. Hopefully she will. I'm sure she will. And I think that covers it. You know, we talked about the home life. Don had this this idea of going to London, but that ain't happening. Uh, and little baby Jean, hopefully, baby Jean, Sally don't like him. He's just a baby. He is not your grandfather's ghost. He is not your granddad's ghost. I just made that up. And, um, yeah, please don't tell the Michael Jackson estate. Well, they have bigger things to worry about right now. But um, I don't want to get sued. So, my friends, I think that covers everything. It's Friday night. It's late. It's nearing 10 p.m. I don't know what time I'll get this up. Probably pretty shortly, pretty soon. Um, But I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following me on Twitter. On Twitter, it's MadeManPod. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, anywhere you can find podcasts. Pocket Cast, we're there. Anywhere you want to find podcasts, you can find us. And my friends, we did it. Another Friday, another Mad Men episode, another Made Men episode. We are pushing our way through season three. And we'll be back again next Friday, because that's what we do every Friday from now until the end of time. You and I will run together in the, in the, in the meadows of AMC television as I am talking out of my ass and also continuing on my journey to become a made man. Fans not experts.